Welcome, friends and family and gamers all alike to the Broken Campfire podcast. The perhaps only podcast that dares covers television, movies, video games, and all types of media in one podcast. I haven't checked. I've never listened to a podcast myself, but I think we're probably the only ones. Easily. Welcome. Hello, everybody. We're also the only ones for families, specifically. We're also the only ones for families, specifically. It's a very family-friendly podcast, and I'm sure none of the stuff that my friends are going to say later on is going to make me look I should probably leave then, right? No no fucking way. (laughs) I'm joined. I'm Andy. I'm joined by Flash, Greg, and Vito. Almost everybody. Vito, this week you decided to come back, and uh, John has taken your place at the Italy Consulate. Yeah, I tagged. I uh, he tagged me in, like a wrestling right. match, right at yeah, the airport. I, I I just think it's, I, we've we've had a lot of this discussion like a lot offline, but like it would be ideal if you guys stopped tagging each other and like maybe you would tag in somebody who's not on the pod, so we can have a full pod. Yeah, but then there's just like a lot of people in here, you know. Yeah, well, I mean, it's just the amount of people that's supposed to be in here. We should get a bigger space, Andy. A bigger studio yeah. space. I've got too many personal debts to pay to start entertaining using business expenses or using the business funds on business expenses. Yeah, well, until then, the tag system shit. works. You guys would not believe, believe how much child support costs. Anyway, uh, welcome. We have a jam-packed uh, episode for you guys today, I think. We're going to do roundtables like normal, and then we're going to talk about the games coming out in 2024. 2023 real this time. was one of the biggest years in video gaming in recent memory. I'm sure. I haven't looked at the list, listeners, so this is a fresh take. I'm sure when I look at the list, I'm going to say, wow, 2024 is looking to be even bigger. Mm. You're sure of that? <laughs> I'm yeah, positive. I'm that. confident. All right. It's, if you're confident. Hey, this is the year of the gamer. Friends, I'm declaring it now. The year of the gamer. I'm incredibly confident the first couple months are going to be bangers. Okay. Well, that's good at least. Without further ado, Vito, you weren't here last week, so I'll put you in the hot speak. Hot speak. Hot seat, even. Hot speak. What? Speaking hot. hot. That's why they call it the hot speaks. What have you been up to these last week or two for your case? Speak easy. Nothing too crazy. Okay, moving on. Yeah. Um, How about the non-crazy stuff? The not-crazy stuff, I've just been playing more of the finals. Good game, like that game a lot. Um, nothing new there. Uh, hopped in Lethal Company again. For Final, the finals first. is kind of a bad name for that game, given how much you keep talking about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, what would you call it? The Continues. The Continues, yeah. The... Yeah, the drag, mm. the dragging ons, the, the mid seasons, <laughs> the mid seasons. Yeah, that mid seasons is a good one. It, that way, whenever you talk about it, it, always seems like like you're in the middle of it. Right. Yeah, you're amid it. Yeah. Um, hop in the Lethal Company <clears throat> for the first. I would time call out the Elder Scrolls Three more win for brand. Oh my god, um, recognition. But that that's just me. Go ahead. Sorry. You know, Lethal Company is a pretty bad name for that game because no matter how much you play, you never die. Yeah, because it's going to do this for every game I say. I'm also playing the Escapists, too. It's kind of weird that it's called the Escapists, because you, know. you never actually <laughs> escape. It's true. Well, that's that's, that's not true. We did escape. We escaped. 
um, once. I, I only played a little bit of that game. Did we escape? Yeah, you keep playing. We escaped the prison. We escaped. We yeah, escaped the small. We escaped the bridal prison. Yeah, that game's cool. Uh, you guys played it a lot more than me. I, I barely played it, but I'm just mentioning. I really want to play uh, more of that. We played it. Definitely reminds me of uh, like a Streets of Rogue type thing. Um, very very fun. I do want to play more of that. And the next uh, prison we go to is a POW camp. Well, that's fucking crazy. crazy. I almost crazy. wish it was harder to escape. It like, is. I, like, I, and I think you can. Like the maps we've done so far, I think have both easy and harder options and we've done the easier There's ones. um but each level has three way like well it has like a bunch of ways you can escape but it has three primary ways of you can escape uh that you can like look at challenges for um the f- ones we did were all rated easy uh i think this is the last easy one and then there's normal and hard versions but i gotta ask you oh, guys yeah. so um I played with you like two times. How are you guys figuring out? Because like when I played with you guys last time, you guys just knew what to do. Like, how did you That's figure great. out how are you like, um, looking things up or what's the deal? I've I have played this game before, uh, like earlier on. I've done the uh, the prisons that we've done, but I just haven't done. Basically, we're, we're when we, once we get to this POW camp, that's all new shit to me. I don't know how to get out of that. Okay, so the, the first prisons you had played, and I guess you just put enough hours. Yeah, I played. I played. Uh, yeah, I did all the like the challenges and everything for the first two prisons. I like the first prison a lot because there's a way you can escape that I really didn't expect. Uh, there is a guy there named like Huey Larue, and he's doing a documentary on prisons. And you can basically uh, beat him up, take his outfit, and just escape as him. That's awesome. That's not a reference to Natural Born Killers, is it? It's a reference to Louis Thoreau. Oh, same guy, probably. <laughs> um, I was thinking about Robert Downey Jr.'s character. Uh, my loop, my loop so far in Escapist has been, I spend the first couple days maxing all my stats, and then usually by then Greg has a plan, and I just help Greg do stuff and gather stuff. Yeah, beat beat up stuff. The boss tells me to beat up. You know, exactly. I figure Greg just knows how to do. Well, he did. Now this this next map will be interesting because we'll actually have to figure out what to do. We'll have to do recon and stuff. Me and Greg did have to figure out the desert or the the train map, but that was a little that was a little bit of a different kind of map. We had to figure out the desert one. Also, I feel like I didn't remember that we had to go dig our way out. That was just like I I I have no. We we did have to figure it out, but I felt I feel like. Figuring it out was like as simple as we opened the two man door and then when we <laughs> I guess go yeah, underground, right. it's like, okay, well clearly going underground, there's gonna be a digging way to escape. I'm not I'm not saying like all the details are figured out, you know, it's just like, okay, well, from like day one yeah, we yeah. knew how we were getting out and it okay. wasn't that hard to get there. Uh but it sounds like we were playing on easy mode anyway, and there there are harder challenges ahead. Yes, the the first the first couple of prisons are definitely like they're labeled uh, easy as you are. Okay, okay. To like get you acclimated to it, they're definitely getting a little bit better. I felt like like I felt like I was maxing my stats, and like that was like that felt like the smart thing to do, and I was doing it really efficiently. So my reward um, was that I would like open one door or like beat up one guy, and it's like okay, I mean, what are stats even for? This is all you can do. So I know you didn't notice the video because you only played that one, but Andy, so uh, for the first map, it was pretty lax with, I don't know if you noticed when we got to this new prison, once we started mess- missing stuff, they started like bringing out extra guards, they started bringing out dogs and stuff, 
Uh, as mm. we go through deeper prisons, uh, that stuff, like they're like the whole rule system, like uh, roll call, job, and all that, that all changes like per prison. Uh, oh, like, okay. that's a good like, way to mix uh, it up. Well, yeah, the next like, one um, we're gonna be doing fucking manual labor at the POW camp, I'm sure. Yeah, exactly. And they're not gonna, like, I, I, I don't, I don't lately. think we're gonna be getting much free time. No, and I'm they're sure gonna be if we torturing us. Around, yeah, it's gonna be fucking real. You better get your we're fucking gonna, head out of the clouds, Andy. I hope I hope the way to escape POW camp is just like stealing a couple guns and then we we basically just oh, play that mission yeah. from Black Ops. Hell yeah! First game. Um. Oh. Uh, yeah, I don't that remember a lot of Black Ops. Wasn't that Black Ops? Was that Black Ops too? Uh, are you talking where you're in like the PO, like you're in the camp, the, the Vietnam shit, and like you have the uh the gun, and you got to kill yourself? Yeah, you you, like, you, shoot you, you guys always, you like start down in the fucking caves and, and like shackled up. You like, played Russian roulette. That's the word. That's is that, the is that how it started? All, all I remember is I like so. it, esca it escalates from being idea. inside these caves to ending with like a like taking down a, a chopper and and riding away. That sounds familiar. That might be it. It was it was the one with the whole uh, fake person angle. I think that was I thought that was the first Black Ops. Oh yeah 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 yeah. I do remember that. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, in any case, there. that's what we're yeah. gonna do. One hundred percent. Yes. Um. So what, yeah, that game, what else? That game's doing? fun. The Escapist too. Fun game. Um. Kurt made me play Chimera Land. <laughs> You're a uh, fool. <laughs> you were so embarrassed by this that you literally like who else do you know but you literally like went offline while you're playing right, first off i know a lot of people okay i mean who else do you play games with like <laughs> no nobody but i i have people <laughs> on my friends list i don't want them to see me playing chimera is that what for steam's private uh what, what steam private game yeah. purchases are for chimera land yeah well, what is um, no it's just an mmo but like you play as like animals um Actually, the character creator is pretty fucking nuts. Like anthropomorphic he, animals? Yeah, I guess so. What is the definition Humanoid? of anthropomorphic? Yeah, they're human. Well, yeah, so the character creation, you pick an animal, and there's a long list of animals, anywhere from, like, cool ones to ones that you might not have thought of. There's bugs in there, like beetle and caterpillar and shit. And then there's a slider, and the slider goes from, like, least human form like more animal form to to more humanoid form, and you just like slide it back and forth. It's okay. like a smooth smooth transition between like let's say it's a fucking you know looking just straight up like a beetle or like a man beetle, and it's pretty neat. Um, that's that's, that's really where that game stops being cool, because um, the game is just absolutely terrible. Um, Has but, Kurt uh, played it before? Had he? Yeah, he, he yeah he had played it. He was he was, I mean, he's fully aware that it's very jank and not good. But you know, he, he gets he gets fun out of just trying things. Sure. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, I hopped in with him. I made it like <clears throat> ten minutes, and then I think I had to. I just had to leave. It was really bad. But so, what do you do? Like, I just it's an it's an MMO. Fighting. I mean, it was it was empty. There was like nobody playing the game, but you fight local monsters and then level up and then fight bigger monsters. Um, if you, you, if you imagine like flask, if you imagine like a monster hunter, but you make it for phones and then you port it to the PC and then you also add a lot more 
like Korean jank to it and we like shit all over the screen. Yeah. And the Star Football Mechanics. That's it's got a terrible UI. That, that's 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 the impression I had of Primarily. I see. Yeah, there's like some crafting involved and shit. Um we like we, you know, we're on the the planet and I guess Kurt got a mount, like a, like a dragon or something like that. So I hopped on and he was trying to show me that you could fly into space, which is a cool thing. I don't play MMOs, so I don't know if that's a normal thing, but literally like you, we just flew straight up for like 10 minutes, not even kidding. And then you, then you, eventually the sky box reveals like you could kind of start seeing a, a planet or a couple planets that you could actually maybe touch. And then you get huh. closer and closer. And apparently you could go out there onto those planets. We didn't make it because um, we ended up jumping off. Um, but uh, I don't recommend that game. But it was funny playing it for 10 minutes. Space thing sounds cool. In a different uh, game. Yeah. Um, other than that, my girlfriend beat Dave the Diver. Um, and, you know, I was there for the ride. Good for her. And uh, that game was great. That game was uh, very surprising. Uh, I definitely was not expecting it to be as large and like featureful as it was. Uh, it's, you know, it, it, it seemed like a small indie game that, you know, maybe you have scuba diving and then you have the sushi management. There ends up being like a lot more. I mean, do you guys care about minor spoilers or anything? It's, it's nothing crazy, not really. but no, um, uh, probably not minor. That's not, yeah. Not they're not really story uh, spoilers, but you know, there's, there's like full on boss fights, like lots of them. There are other gameplay segments um, that, you know, sometimes parody other video games and stuff. There are chase sequences. It's, it's got a lot. Um, there are features being introduced all the way to the end of the game. Uh, so very cool game, fun story. And, uh, it was really cool for her to play because it helped her like learn how to play video games because it introduces a lot of features that you have to juggle. You know, it's, it's got management things. It's got combat boss fights, boss fights, all have different mechanics. Um, so that was cool. So I, I feel like she leveled up a bit as a gamer. She beat that all by herself. And, um, and now she's on Stardew Valley. So she's playing it right now. And oh, uh, she enjoying that. Yeah, yeah, I think she's taking it so far. She's early on. Uh, you gonna join think, her? What's that? You gonna join her? Yeah, I think I, I think I am. I think I'm gonna. We're gonna start a co-op. I was like, uh, play I was like, you you can just uh, pop in, join her. You can just can I? So uh, if I she start, can set a, up a little servant house uh, on her farm, and you can just pop in. It's like a yeah, player. Oh, I gotta be the servant. That'll be your own house and shit. Yeah, you can be a little servant. Well, you already boy. are. Nah, I'm not really trying to be the servant. All right. Well. Then I guess you're not really a Stardew Valley player. Um, if she starts a co-op playthrough, can she like import her like single player save to that or no? If like start a brand new playthrough and co-op. No, uh, I'm telling you, she can go in, in her single player game. If she goes to a um, the builder, she can have a little house built for you and you could just join like that. Oh. Take her a little bit of work. Not much, but got to collect the wood and the stone and stuff. But, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And that's the same as playing co-op? Yep. Like, yeah, oh, and just it just lets you play, and then when you don't want to play, you go back to your house, turn the game off, or for oh, you at least, that's turn the controller off. Oh, we're definitely gonna do that. That's awesome. Yeah, you um, just help her out on her on her farm. Yeah, 
You're just you're just the help, bud. All right. Uh, but yes, she's playing that, and uh, so yeah, I'm excited for her playing her, her cool. second game and uh, learn a little bit more about video games. Now, I guess you know, crafting video games in this in this thing, and maybe a little like light RPG mechanics, like quests and stuff. Not really, though, I guess. But um, yeah. Okay. Uh, that's about it for me. Okay. Thanks. I'll go next. I got something on the tip of my tongue. Uh, The last week or so, primary thing, I've been playing the Super Mario RPG remake in my downtime. Oh, cool. On the Nintendo Switch. Nice. I'm so glad another another Switch enjoyer. Yeah, the Switch is pretty cool, man. Anyway. Told you. uh, (laughs) 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 Um... Yeah, so uh, Super Mario RPG was one of my favorites as a child. Did anybody else enjoy or play that game? No. I closest I've ever gotten is a playthrough, it. watching a playthrough of it. You've played it or watched a playthrough, okay. Yeah, uh, the sorry. Super Mario RPG remake is a pretty fun remake of the game. Um, everything just looks better. There is a new soundtrack, um, but it wasn't quite hidden for me. I, I'm not saying it was bad, but I, I really just wanted to hear the sounds. From I remember, uh, fortunately, there was a uh, just a quick button in the menu to toggle back to the original soundtrack. Oh, good. Um, still a really fun and charming game. I recommend it. Um, it's crazy how easy the game is. Like, it, it's it, it it's funny. Like looking at it at the t- like now back like looking backwards, it's so obvious how this was really meant to be like your first RPG. Like, hey, let's let's uh you know if we get them into RPGs, they'll start playing Final Fantasies and, and Dragon Quests and stuff like that. And we'll we'll do that right. by using Mario characters and we'll make it really accessible and just like fun. Like the battles are, are really easy, but they're they're still fun to do just because of stuff like action timing where you can block attacks and um get criticals and stuff if you like time the attack correctly. You know, it's basically like the first Sakura. Um that's a good point, though. I've never thought about it that way, that if you're going to make the Super Mario RPG, it better be accessible to everyone, you know? I've well, that's the thing. It. Like, as I'm playing it, like, it's just so obvious because, like, the battles are super easy, but, like, often the fun is much more just, like, timing Mario's jumps and yeah, um, the charming characters and stuff that you, like, recognize but imagined in this Dragon Quest um, skin. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. and then after every major boss fight, there's like a mini game section. Like you're falling down a river, you gotta like chase after the kidnapped princess Peach. Like they do like some kind of like new like shake up of the gameplay before resetting you in a new area where you like learn the problem, um, fight some enemies and solve it. it it's it the the design is pretty transparent when viewed from an adult eyes, but it's like really working like. It's just a, a fun package. It's a fun video game. And it's a good reminder that, like, sometimes it's easy to, like, say, I don't like the game because it's too easy. But it's, like, maybe that game was too easy, but, like, you probably could have still enjoyed it if it was still a better game. You know what I mean? Like, it's something about how there's a lot of ways to make a game engaging and fun. Difficulty is definitely one of those levers, but it's far from the only tool in the chest. Um, Super Mario RPG is a game 
that's a really good example of like a classic RPG that takes that idea, says, I don't really care about the difficulty, and then really, really does compensate for it in other areas. So for all that reasons, I recommend it, especially if you're not like an RPG guy. Like it's, it's probably pretty much just made for you. You'll, you'll have fun playing through it in any way, I think. Um, story I'm is pretty wacky and, made... and, and kind of like, just like far off from like what you, <laughs> I mean, it's got the classic elements, you know, kidnap princess peach a bowser and stuff um but i i really like how the story just doesn't really care it just does so it's fun uh what were you gonna say for us uh i'm surprised they never made super mario rpg into like an official series like they never made official follow-ups it was kind of spiritually followed up by like paper mario or mm -hmm. uh, mario and luigi games you know on the the handhelds but they never made yeah. Super Mario RPG like into a franchise on its own, which seems strange because of I, I I've always felt like the original was beloved, you know. Yeah, for sure. I and I agree, but you know, who knows why Nintendo does what they do? I I agree. I mean, but yeah, they, they certainly stuff I don't know about the business end. For sure, they certainly did. You know, like you said, Paper Mario. It's it's pretty different, but it's still turn based RPGs, and then. Uh, Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga on the Game Boy Advance. Um, they they didn't forget about the idea of making a Mario RPG, but yeah, until the remake, it didn't repeat that same form. The remake mm -hmm. it actually makes the game even easier, but I think in ways that are acceptable. Like as you get perfect timings on things, you now build up a number on your screen that, as the number gets bigger, you get to do you get more buffs and that kind of thing. You get stronger. In some ways, um, the number is just like your streak of timed attacks in, in a row. So the fact that you get buffs and stuff definitely makes the game easier. But again, like it's a fun mechanic, like seeing the number go up, like seeing how long you can keep a streak going. You know, I'm I'm cool with that. Does satisfy the brain. Big ups to the remake as far as just genuinely new stuff. Um, a lot of the major moments in the game have been depicted with. Um, Really cool little cutscenes. I, I like that. Uh, even if it does feel a little weird because they didn't voice anything, which is fine, of course. The original game was voiced, but you're watching this like full motion cutscene and then text pops up as a character is speaking. You know what I mean? It, it, it feels a little. I don't know. Um, you can definitely tell it's a remake. You, you can get yourself to get a brand new game. You know what I'm saying? Right. Also discriminatory against illiterates. And surprisingly, not nearly as long as I remembered. I'm getting pretty close to the end already, I think. Um, and I'm like eight, ten hours in, maybe. Uh, again, baby's first RPG. It's not a 30, 40 hour RPG, which was considerable length of the time, you know? Yeah. Gino for Smash. Gino for Smash. He's already in Smash. What are you talking about? Put him in again. My uh, party is Mario, Peach, and Bowser. Oh, no, sorry, Mario, Peach, and Gino. Uh, anybody? Who the fuck is Gino? Uh, you know Gino. <laughs> you know, you know Vito. You know Gino, my man. Gino? Stop kidding around. Gino There's another, a. another, another Italian guy. That I don't know about. I know He's Luigi. Not an Italian is guy. He's a puppet. Of a time. His name is Gino from Ninety Day. It's fallen from the Star Road. Gino, Ninety Day Fiance, Vito. Look him up. Gino, what the fuck is that thing? <laughs> is that the same guy? 
Yeah, he's talking about. Yeah, but all right, Flash, that Gino and that Gino that Andy posted are way too different. That's Eliza (laughs) P shit. Yeah, yeah, that's Eliza P Gino right here. That's pretty cool though. That's a cool hammer. It's like a revolver. Yeah, for content, blast the man puppet man from. He can he can like stick it really high up in the air and then blast you from from an angle you won't expect. Like a mirror gun. That or uses it to uh, shoot down. I thought he or, just like, hits you with it, a... and when it hits you, you got fucking six shells going in your body. That's probably Damn. the actual intention. Anyway, I think really all I had to talk about this week was Sumar RPG. It's the only interesting okay. thing, I think, for a crowd. Uh, well, okay. Actually, I forgot. We watched a movie. We watched the movie Johnny Mnemonic. Me for the first time. Mm-hmm. I've seen that. I was also uh, the first time for watching I w- that. I wasn't there. It's a pretty fun little movie that makes me think that Mike Pondsmith, who wrote Cyberpunk, probably saw this movie shortly before writing the book. There's like a, lot, a few things in it that just feel very like not just emblematic of the genre, but like specific, like uh, like a, a, a group of people who use crossbows. Like, that seems like a very specific kind of idea that like I don't think I saw that in Blade Runner. You know what I mean? That yeah. feels like he got it from this. And maybe, well, I mean, um, Johnny and Michael was written by William Gibson, so maybe Gibson just used that in his other stuff, and it's just all, you know, cut from the same cloth. I don't know. It was a fun movie. I kind of recommend it, even if I recognize it wasn't, like, a great movie. Uh, seeing the really bad special effects today is, like, pretty hilarious in a way that, like, like Tron, you know what I mean? It's pretty cool. Gotta love it. Fun, cheesy movie. Isn't it strange how Keanu Reeves made the cyberpunk genre? Yeah, right? The Matrix? Johnny Mnemonic? Oh, yeah. And he's in cyberpunk. John Johnny Silverhand? He's all over. He yeah. is cyberpunk. A fun fact. Since you brought it up. Uh, Johnny Silverhand in the books is a cyber psycho. And his hand talks to him, and he explains away all the bad stuff he does is coming from his hand. Makes sense. Yeah, that sounds a lot cooler than the game. Yeah, I wonder why that wasn't the game. Anyway, that's all I got. Let's I actually on. have another fun fact for you. What's that? I was reminded of it because of Keanu mm-hmm. Reeves. Um, apparently, China Meaville is writing a novelization of a comic book that Keanu Reeves was involved with. Really? A berserker. Okay. Interesting. I've never read the comic. It's apparently like an action badass comic or something like that. It's like very uh, violent. Edgy. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I'm not sure why that collaboration is happening, but. I still need to f- uh, continue reading. Uh... God, well, which, which one of those books was I reading? Uh, Paradiso Station. Perdido Street Station. Yeah. Perdido Street Station. Yeah. What the fuck is Paradiso Station? That sounds anyway. like something. <laughs> Maybe it's the name of something else. Greg. Hey. What have you been doing the last week or so, my friend? Uh, I'll be honest. I've only been uh, playing Hogwarts Legacy. Oh, okay. Where are you the, at? I'm I'm in the winter, the winter uh, months of okay. the game. I, I just got there. Uh, I've learned two unforgivable curses, but I haven't used them. I uh, 
Finally. I've had Which I've had a used say uh I'll be honest, I really don't remember their names. I think it's Crucio and uh Agamata. I just keep calling it Agamata uh, when I don't Flash know what it's bleep that out later. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> it'd be funny if you should bleep that out. Um uh, cool. Uh I got my boy Sebastian. Uh, but he's kind of being an asshole, so I think I'm gonna have to end up smashing him with my new blind boy. Uh, and um, yeah, dude, I gotta I, ha- say, have I, you um, have you been able to do anything cool in the rumor requirement yet, like growing stuff? Animals, uh, I was gonna say I've been uh, I've been done a lot of stuff for the rumor requirement. I started breeding animals. Uh, I'm looking around for shiny versions of animals because I just found like a shiny like platypus or whatever the hell it is oh, dude i don't even remember that that's crazy yeah so i'm doing that i got my potions going i thought you would really explore. enjoy the, the alchemy and in, in, in beast manager part of the game I, I enjoyed that too but it's definitely right up your alley yeah i really do like it a lot uh i explored the castle i i got all the house uh keys for my house chest i finished that um i've explored a d- big chunk of the castle um i found out that all the cooking in Hogwarts is disgusting, and it's made by house elves who step on the meat with their dirty feet, their dirty, dirty elf feet. feet. Uh, well, they just they just apparate the the dirty feet part away from the meat. Yeah, um, I get why somebody cut that one elf, elf's ear off. That's all I'll say. Uh, but other than that, game is pretty cool. I really dig it. Um, it's I, I I'm hoping I finish it before uh the next Yakuza game comes out, or I'm never going to beat it. But, uh, <laughs> I, I'm digging Just it. I, the school year. I got I'm, I gotta finish the school year. I'm hoping, I'm guessing I probably, I finished this, well, I don't think I'm gonna graduate. If I could be honest, I think I'm gonna end up getting killed by somebody. Either yeah, I end up getting killed, students. or I'm gonna end up getting thrown in Azkaban. However, and, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's Hogwarts. You just yeah, made I've, me think. Uh, that I think of Dumbledore's I, I, end of year speech is like letting students know which students got sentenced to ask bad. Just- I did like <laughs> everything in that game. I definitely think uh, I enjoyed the first half of the game more than the second half. But overall, I, I do recommend it. I have a question for you, Andy. I guess and Flash too, and Vito, if you have knowledge of the 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 Wizarding World. Portraits. I don't know, sh- I don't know shit. Are d- what a person in a portrait? Is that a yeah. real person or is that like fake? That it is, is not like, a real person. Yeah. All right. I mean, because it, it depends on what you mean by real person. I was. It is. Well, a are they? That is that. Is that their actual real person? Like, is that no. them? No. No. It's like a. Uh, it's like a double, basically, right? Yes. Yeah. Like a. Uh, um. What'd you it, call it? Like a brain scan copy almost where it's not you're, like yeah like you're like, like a soma it, it, like a soma brain scan it's literally yeah. a portrait of that person including right. your personality and stuff yeah but even less pain, than that though? actually portrait uh, i was just wondering because there are these guys that you know you work with uh like professors and they're in the paintings but they're traveling he's like like uh there's this one guy when you meet him and he's like Oh, head over to my castle. I'll meet you over there. And he just ends up at he. You beat well, him in another portrait over there. And I was, I didn't now, really get that. I think there's some space for there to be bullshit around this because I think even in the books, oh, I get 
Like, nobody cares about Harry Potter spoilers. At some point, Dumbledore, after he's dead, appears to Harry in, in the painting. What? I think, and I think it's, like, ambiguous whether it's the real Dumbledore or not. Like, I think uh, there is space for the the magic professor you're talking about to be like i was gonna say is bullshit. it like when you die a charm activates and they your painting activates like a like a robot like oh he's dead all right yeah. i'm here now i think ancient magic just in, just means whatever can happen so those might be real people but like the most of the portraits in hogwarts are exactly what for blasters right yeah all right they're actually cool. kind of fucked up when you think about it because like Imagine your mom dies, and then you get like a painting of her, but she moves and talks to you, like she's yeah, still it's your mom. Fucking psychotic. But behind that, there is no consciousness. There's just like, it's just a, f- a f- completely fake, like very very complicated image, you know, like computer program <laughs> of your mom. Horrifying. You know what's funny, Flask? Like the fact that like you could do that makes you think like, what's all the hubbub about that Deathly Hollow that can bring people back to life? It is literally the same thing. Yeah. There yeah. was a girl who I met in the library in that game, and she decided to quiz me for about, I think, 10, 15 minutes of real time. And uh, I learned a lot about the Wizarding World, and I found out I do not know shit about the Wizarding World. I think I remember <laughs> those in, like, I consider myself a Wizarding World guy in the sense that, like, I know the lore. I'm not, like, a super fan by any means. So. Uh, but I, don't, I feel like. If I remember those quizzes, they were kind of tough for me, too. Because it was like, what century did the Goblin Rebellion take place in? Like, I don't know. Who cares? Yeah, right, like, was like actual who... stuff that you learn in ancient history class in Hogwarts. That, like, yeah, yeah they were yeah, yeah, stuff, stuff like that. Yeah. Like, I had no idea who half of these people were. The, I knew one. I'm guessing you learn it if you're going through and you're, like, collecting the the pages uh, with your uh, your root. That's your probably it. It's probably or whatever and stuff. Yeah. I didn't. I did know something because I read a note early on in the game. But um, yeah, dude, I really dig that game. I kind of. I wonder if they're gonna make a sequel for it. I don't know how the game ends, but I'm guessing you know whatever happens. But they could do a lot more. What year does this game take place in? Do you guys know that? I was trying to figure that out. Wasn't it like 1892? It might be Red Dead. It takes place in the late 1800s. Sure. Takes place in the Red Dead era. That'd be fucking crazy. That, it literally does. It takes place in like the late 1800s. Damn, Part, that's sick. D- Dutch Vanderwind's gang is is rising is uh riding along somewhere to the far to the west of where you're at right now. Damn, I wonder where uh the U.S. is uh fucking Hogwarts is, Wizarding School is. Oh shit, that's cool. I mean, that makes sense, I guess. Um, yeah, that's. Pretty much it. That's all I really did have done. Oh, no, actually, that's I lied. I lied. Me and Knoxville have played been playing or we played a little bit of Halo, the Master Chief collection. We were playing uh, Halo one, but uh, I found a mod that I secretly watched like 15 minutes of that mod one night. Uh, I I was curious. I looked at the link and I had a video on it. It was a lot of crazy stuff, dude. Yeah, like uh, one thing is there's uh hand grenades are all d20s and when you throw them a random effect will happen <laughs> uh they're but but it's uh, not even a thing. d20 it's like a d a lot like like they look like yeah, d20s, it's like a d like it's but, like a but the d, actual like 500 dice, yeah the roll table is like insane but like they look like d20s 
Um, so you have that. You, there's some Minecraft items. I like rocking the uh, diamond sword going into uh the fights. Uh, there's a lot of grunts. I like beating the shit out of them with that. Uh, there's like actual like combat you can do. You could fist fight people. There's like jump kicks. Uh, there's a bunch of new like custom vehicles. Like I think one of us, one of the ones we had was called the Big Hog, and it was a warthog that was like four times the size of a normal one. It had six seats and a turret. Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, there was. Oh my god, dude, nuts. Uh, I think I have a picture actually. Let me see real quick. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I do. Oh, uh, but well, we've we've been going through that. Uh, at one point we ended up as we're going through it, we find uh. We, the next level is like a bunch of racetracks, like from Mario Kart, that we have to go through. It was very, uh, very cool. I, if you look in the uh, Discord. <laughs> yeah, I always <laughs> want to play this. It's called the Cursed Halo, right? Yeah, Cursed Halo. Is what it's called. There's a uh, multiplayer for it with a bunch of multiplayer maps. I'd be down to check it out, but I don't we know how compatible I'm down be. just to play. Uh... Freaking Master Chief Collection in general, man. I, I feel like I was all amped up to play Halo when Infinite came out, and then my hopes got uh, scuttled. But got beat up. Master Chief Collection is like fucking excellent. I like. I like. Does it still Master have Chief a good community, like on Halo Three and shit. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Very strong. I'd give it a reinstall and check it out. But also, I, like I actually. Halo Three. I yeah. am gearing up to eventually dip my toes into Infinite one of these days. I know they've added a lot. I mean, of I would do that too. We like, played. We played it for like two weeks on launch. It's been years. Like I'm not saying it's a good, great game, but I bet. I mean, it's got to be better, right? And we well, they have. It. They've they've had the uh, forge for like almost. I was a gonna year say, now. is the forge thing out fully? Ooh. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I would have to generate some content, that. probably right. Yeah, I mean, I I hopped on like a couple months ago and was just playing forge maps, and it's really fucking cool. What people can make in it. I mean, it's the strongest forge yet by like a mile. Now they just released in the last like couple of months, uh, like two months ago or something. They have AI in Forge now, so you can make like your own campaign maps. So people oh, are like shit. doing doing crazy shit. Like people are like recreating like campaign levels from old Halos, but in the Forge. I would. Definitely play uh and Halo and firefight is in the, in the game now as well. Not that I was like a huge firefight guy, but you know something to something to do. We could install the game and play for you know a week and have a good time. I think. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but other than that, that's really all I got. That is it. that's that's it for me. Good stuff. Flask. Flask. I, I haven't watched the second episode yet. I'm sorry. Oh, I haven't either. <laughs> oh, thank God! It's only, it's only been. A I know. Week. I know it's on Thursdays, but it's only been a week. But you keep yourself busy. So, what do you have for us this week? It's only been a week. Um, I'm still playing through Control, having a good time. Mm-hmm. Where you at? Um, just got to the Panopticon. Okay, cool. Where Bro is? Uh, I, I'm just a little bit beyond you, and I have okay. My playthrough is temporarily on pause because I got the brain warm to play super rpg go on right right follow your dreams you gotta um yeah the game really does seem better if you've just come off of quantum break because uh and it was already good well it's you know as i said before it's like they learned all their lessons from quantum break about like movement and how the power should feel and stuff and they like actually learned lessons and implemented 
those improvements in control. Uh, really, just it's cool, it's cool to see up. a developer do that instead of just repeating the same mistakes because they're they're doing good enough. Yeah, it very much is. Um, you know, it, it, control. I wouldn't say feels realistic, but it feels precise, which is what you want. It, which it's good for gameplay if everything you do feels like you very much intended to do that thing. You know, um, and uh, the you know for me the mood of the game is just so much more entertaining, and like this the story is so much more engaging. Um, and uh, another one of the underappreciated, I think, aspects of of control is just how satisfying the environmental destruction is when you go yeah. all psycho on a room, <laughs> just blasting the, everything to pieces. Office supplies and papers and yeah. post-its flying around, all the little uh, micro debris. Yeah, battles really feel like battles, like like knockdown, slug-out battles. Uh, it's very good. Yeah, I, I think that uh, only gets better as you proceed through the game and get stronger. Yep. You get more stuff at your disposal. Um, I also failed to mention that uh, Courtney Hope, who plays Jesse in, in Control, she totally plays a main character in Quantum Break. She's one of the main cast. Um, oh. Yeah. I guess Remedy had, you know, a good thing going with her if they then proceeded to make her the protagonist in the next one. I thought she was great um, in Control. Yeah, yeah. I, she plays kind of a good but flat character who then gets more development later in the game in, in Quantum Break. Um, whereas in Control, she's interesting the entire time, I would say. So in that, too, there is an improvement for her. Yeah, Control is good. Still playing through that. Oh, yeah. uh, I started reading The Ancient uh, Magus's Bride. Started reading that manga. Per Greg's suggestion. Oh, yeah. Nice little story so far. I'm only a few volumes in. Um, t a tad uncomfortable that the girl, the main girl, is like a teenage slave with no options. But I think that's supposed to be the point. I think it's supposed to be the point. It's probably supposed yeah, to be a little creepy goes, as and outdated. Get, as you get further in, yeah, it gets... Yeah, you start to more, like, yeah, peel that yeah. away, and it becomes more understandable, and mm. and it's of its time, you know. It's even, even though it's kind of like a fantasized version of a time period in the past, it still is that time period in the past. So I guess I can understand that. Um, I just, it's always, it's always like a a bit of a hard sell when you have this character who's like very vulnerable, and they're essentially, it seems like they're being exploited. Or the like, the power dynamic is you know exploiting her. Um, but I think it gets more more. Uh, you know, I promise you, Flask, it gets better. I would never, okay. I would never recommend something to someone if it was like insane like that. <laughs> I had the worst one was uh, the worst one ever was Usagi Drop, uh, where I read the first half of that manga without knowing. Without knowing where it goes oh, in the second half, God. <laughs> and I stopped at a certain point and just pretended that it was only the first half. <laughs> there you uh, go. It's not, Listen, it's not cool. You, you got to do what you got to do. You do, but yeah, as far as like the actual you know magic storyline stuff in uh, 
Magus's Bride. I like it so far. I like the uh, it's the most recent uh, season, but they'll go they got go to the academy where they show like um, like oh, yeah, you how how they work and stuff. I really yeah. like all that stuff. I think it's really cool. I have that to look forward to. Um, I wanted to briefly talk about uh, a show on Max HBO called uh, Scavengers Reign. Have you guys heard about this one? Scavengers I have not. Reign. I have not. So it's an animated show. I think it's like intended to be a limited series. It's 12 episodes, but I think it's not intended to continue as of right now. Um, it is, I think it's being pretty well regarded by most people. It's like, um, well, the, the, like the plot is a ship, a spaceship crash lands on a uh, remote hostile alien world. And the few scattered survivors have to just try to survive and then eventually sort of make their way to an objective. And, um, so there's only a few characters and you start kind of in media res. They're already on the planet like months after having crashed. So you don't really get that initial uh, figuring out the the situation that you get from like most most stories, which is also kind of my favorite part of like a survival story, which is the initial like few days, weeks, you know, that's my favorite part of a survival story where you're actually having to scrounge and survive uh the the direst of conditions before you stabilize mm-hmm. but we don't get that really um we start a few months in and i i wasn't liking it so much i got like four episodes in to the 12 i wasn't liking it so much because of even even though the the world itself i think is very cool um or at least very um distinct like they they try a lot of wacky ideas in this terribly hostile alien world it's it just wants them dead everything on the planet wants them dead um so there's all sorts of interesting ideas but the characters seem so uncurious like incurious about everything this is only a few months into their survival and they already seem pretty well versed in how the world operates like they already seem to be able to um very functionally utilize a lot of the you know flora and fauna that they've discovered here to their benefit in a myriad of ways that seem like things that you wouldn't learn as a like society as a civilization of humans until years down the line like people would have to die to figure a lot of this stuff out but in this show they just kind of immediately know without any explanation how a lot of stuff works on this planet so you don't really get that sense of like discovery and it doesn't feel very natural or, or organic would be the better word. Um, and the, the characters also like, don't seem to be very uh, concerned <laughs> about anything. They kind of go around in their like shirts and pants and uh, not that they have, you know, space shoot space suits with them or like environmental suits, but they don't like, really protect themselves in any way armor or weapon no weapons at all um everything wants them dead remember and uh yeah they seem to touch stuff a lot (laughs) stuff that they have not had prior experience with it just feels very it reminds me of like prometheus the movie prometheus where you're like these guys are allowed into space to like explore stuff 
granted the the ones in scavengers rain are not explorers by by uh career but yeah it's uh it's a little confusing and it it makes the show feel sort of false in a way i guess um like i'm not really believing i'm not buying that these characters are uh real Uh, but then the funny thing is yeah. that was the first four episodes. And then I watched the next four episodes just half paying attention, like very much distracted. And I liked the next four better because I was paying attention to it less. So I'd like look over at the screen and see like, oh, what's happening now? You know, oh, this must have happened to this guy. And, you know, these people got injured in this way for the 12th time. Uh, it was a little better of an experience without me actually caring. <laughs> so I don't know what that says about the show, but just gotta care um, less. Just care less, and you might enjoy Scavengers Reign. A lot of people are liking it. And I think most of it has to do with the inventive uh, world. I wouldn't say even world building because it doesn't really care about like the ecosystem so much. It just cares about introducing a lot of little ideas that are technically all together in the same world doing zany things that you wouldn't expect on earth you know right this show looks absolutely gorgeous like yeah that's the other thing i i should mention that um it looks like it's inspired by like uh what's his name mobius the comic illustrator uh very colorful vibrant um a lot of very uh flowing and and uh I don't know, just very artistic designs for the environment that the people travel through. So that's a thank you for bringing that up, because I think it's worth noting that the show looks really uh, distinct. You know, it looks it looks different from a lot of the other animated shows out there. Cool. That's my take on that. Just based on the visuals looks it just looks good. Yeah, I wouldn't put it. I wouldn't. But uh, I won't pay attention all the way. I'll, I'll listen to you and I'll, I'll play <laughs> a game trick. on one monitor. It'll be a second monitor show. It may be good for that. Yeah. Or you may end up just, you know, straight up liking it, which is understandable. And then my last thing is just um, I also just recently rewatched Band of Brothers, the HBO limited series from 2001. Never, never seen it. I know I, I should, but I never saw it. Has anyone here seen it? One more time. No. No. Band of Brothers? No, it's it's one of those I, things it's on the forever list. I've seen parts of it, but I've never fully seen it. Okay. Well, highly, highly recommend. It's on Netflix right now. Um, super recommend. It's it, I would say it's one of the best. I mean, shows is kind of hard because like it's it was always intended to be a single a, uh, ten episodes, right? Yeah, like miniseries, limited series. Yeah, it was supposed to be just the one batch of 10 i often see it regarded as as like in in lists of the best shows ever it freaking holds up it's um second time watching for me and it is very good it's like a 10 hour long movie basically uh the the quality never really ebbs you know um and all it had to do was just not be bad which is something novel these days (laughs) Bad things could learn a lesson from a good thing, is all I say. Um, yeah, even like The Pacific, which was a companion series made in 2010 by some of the same people, like same producers, uh, Spielberg and Tom Hanks. Uh, even that wasn't as quite as good. Um, 
I think there's another one coming this year called Masters of the Air. So Pacific, the Pacific was like the Pacific theater of World War II. Masters of the Air is going to be like, you know, Air Force <laughs> World War II stuff. Um, and I don't expect the same level of quality. I don't know what it is. There was just a magic about Band of Brothers. Um, I think part of it may be due to like some of Easy Company who are the, you know, that's the company featured in Band of Brothers. Some of them were still alive at that time in 2001. Uh, they've all since passed. And, uh, you know, so we're, we're, we are past the point of being able to tell World War II stories while the real veterans are still around to, I don't, I don't know if I would go so far as to say give input, but maybe, and, but definitely like, you know, give a yay or nay to certain things or right. tell their side of the story. Um, but I don't think that's entirely down to just, you know, the veterans still being alive. I think it was just something special about whatever sauce they concocted with Banner Brothers. So definite recommend for me, I would say even today, still go and watch it. As I said on Netflix, it's, it's great. For sure. I'm going to check it and out. That's it for now. me. Okay. That was a good list of stuff. Thank you, Flash. Thanks, everybody. Some stuff. Hey, I just want to thank everybody for sending John off to Italy this week because without John here, we managed to get all the roundtables done in time for a perfect break. So we're going to come back in just a few minutes talk about the games that are going to come out in 2024. Stay tuned. For now, I need to get some water. Is that a reference to something? No, I'm just, I'm dying here, man. Oh, you're just thirsty. I'm thirsty, man. All right. Go to drink, bud. You know, it's funny, Greg. Yes. Every time I go to say Magus, I like pause for a split second because my brain so wants to say Magus with a soft G. The Magus? The Magus Guild? Because wouldn't you expect it to be pronounced that way? Like magic? Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I get, I do get it. But apparently it's Magus. And it's always been you, Magus. I would have been Magus, Magus. Yeah, I think Magus would be like fine, you know? Like more fine than Magus even. Magus, Magus sounds like a... Uh... Like a dinosaur. Kind <laughs> of Magosaurus or whatever. Welcome back, everybody. We're going to talk about Thank you. games coming out this year. I'll start off with Flask. Flask? Whoa. And you can pass the ball if you're not ready. Are there any... Uh, before we before we actually go down the list, you know, let's just, let's just open a beer and chat a little bit. Are you um, sure? Good chick. Good chick. Are you what, what? What games really on your list this year? What are your top? I don't know, like three, five. You know, if you have a, a small handful of games that you're really interested in this year, what are they? Okay. Um, I actually did look through a list uh, earlier, and I, I sort of uh, dog-eared a bunch that, like seemed interesting. Oh yeah, I mean, however many, that... it doesn't need to be a number. Okay. Yeah. There's only a few that I like would consider oh i anticipated these greatly before this year came about you know what i mean okay like there's a bunch that 
I could see this year being like, oh, I'm looking forward to that, but only because I saw them just now. Yeah. Um, as for the ones that are like longer lasting, definitely um, Pacific Drive. That's coming out in February, February 22nd. That's the car supernatural uh, exclusion zone game where you're scavenging in a station wagon. <laughs> I've um, never heard of this one before. Watching oh, we've seen this now. a bunch. Yeah. I've always thought it looked cool. Is this like summer car plus? No, because you're just. Cozy game? I, I mean, I, actually, I don't know if you're doing any like modifications to your car. Maybe that's maybe that's a factor. But I think most of it is just you are basically the car as a player and you are driving through a supernatural like hostile. Uh, I remember we saw zone. this at, um, at some event where we were watching it together. Yeah, it's been a couple of years since yeah. we heard about it first. I remember joking about it being like the the shitty uh, five dollar car game that Greg made me buy. The the long <laughs> drive, yeah. Or? yeah, Oh yeah. <laughs> hey, we should check that out. Longest drive. I like that game. I thought the game was fun. We only played that for like what? Uh... Like probably like twenty minutes. I, I played so it that's what this is. Uh, I just like traveling I through this yeah. dangerous area and maintaining a car and scavenging and stuff, trying to go as long as you can. Seemingly, yeah. According to like the description of the game cool. <laughs> in its official yeah. places, that seems seems neat. Yeah. Um. Also. Uh, I guess there's a couple of Star Wars things that I'm looking forward to. Star Wars Outlaws is coming. I don't know how much I'm like really looking forward to that because it's a Ubisoft thing. But um, yeah, basically with the, the the provision that like once it comes out, if it is good, then I was justified in sort of, you know, half heartedly looking forward to it since I heard about it. I agree. Um, but who knows with Ubisoft these days? And um, the other Star Wars thing is just the the Dark Forces remaster, which I still don't think think really retains the the aesthetic of the original as well as it could have, but uh, definitely depixelizes it, so it's smoother for s- smooth brained No, <laughs> it's smoother for modern eyes, which is not a bad thing. Um, and Dark Forces is you know fun Doom like thing, so yeah, I may actually touch that. Okay. Um. And then there's like, okay, I, I feel like we're all going to talk about this, but Dragon's Dogma 2 is coming no. in March. Yeah, of course, uh, it's high on my list. Did, uh, you, did you play the first one? I can't remember if you played Dark Arisen. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay. No, I actually, so I never actually played Dark Arisen. Oh, I always sorry, meant yeah. to go back and do a replay with Dark Arisen, but I, play, I played it so long ago that I played the original version. You oh, should. Uh, I do recommend doing that. I've played it um, pretty much all the way through twice. Since on PC, the Dark Vision version, um, still fun, holds up. I really want to, especially I, since it's your second playthrough. Honestly, um, I recommend doing it with a guide. Sure, sure, yeah, I could see doing that. There's, there's a lot of really easily missable stuff, and yeah. Do you, um, do you guys see that thing I posted earlier about uh? That like article on IGN for Dragon's Dogma Two about the I think Sphinx. So. What was the what was like the takeaway from that? Uh where the, apparently you can beat the game while also missing a bunch of stuff. 
that you just wouldn't like find, which uh, is pretty cool. It's cool. Yeah. I guess that Jeez, is cool. There's like a lot of like hidden stuff, like hidden away that you have to like search around and find. Which I I'm guess that's what you want for. in this type of game. Yeah, definitely. Um so yeah, Dragon's Dogma 2. Uh and then um I don't know how much we're actually looking forward to Little Nightmares 3. But that's coming. Developers change hands, and there was already some yep. warning signs. There's always Little Nightmares 2, from what I've heard. I haven't played the game, so. Yeah, it's like, it's this is going to be one to see how it goes. I yes. guess. I'm sure, you know. I th- yeah, I think me and John will probably end up getting it. But yeah. I, I agree. I hope it's good. Yeah, I mean, Supermassive like hasn't so thoroughly, like, burned all its bridges with us that I think we would just dismiss the game the outright. Cash. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the Rise of the Golden Idol, of course. Of course. Oh, yeah. Also, also big on my list, of course. Big yeah, time. we've all talked about the Golden Idol, the case of the Golden Idol uh, mm-hmm. at length. And uh, so, of course, we're looking forward to the sequel. Um, the Plucky Squire is still coming. That's like the storybook game. Still looking forward to that. And I don't want to sound like I'm shilling like jumping it. into it. Out of Sorry, books. I don't want to sound like I'm shilling it real quick. But the 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 pitch for Rise of the Golden Idol is actually a stronger pitch than the first game, I think. And it's like, I I wouldn't recommend you jump into that series, but I could see a world where I discovered Golden Idol based on the second games, at least the pitch. You know what I mean. I mean that's a cool. What do you mean? You mean the pitches and like the timeline yeah. that it's in? Yeah, well the in time, and... the setting, the oh, aesthetic, yeah. and all that. Like I think that's a much more sure. relatable aesthetic. I'm really excited for it. I can understand that. I, I not that's with no shame to Golden Idol because I love that game. Yeah. I get um, what you mean. Yeah, like the more familiar detective. Yeah. Uh, Storyline. Uh, but yeah, the Plucky Squire, we've been waiting on that for a while because like, I think it got delayed. Um, that's the Devolver published storybook, jumping through storybook stuff mm-hmm. game, cartoony. Cartoony neat. meets like when you jump out of the storybook and then uh, it's like more 3D. Anyway, yeah, it looks neat. I've been waiting for that. Uh, Penny's, Bri- Penny's Big Breakaway, which is like the, the Sonic looking thing. I thought looked uh, probably like it's going to be fun. Um... Harold Halibut, we've been waiting for it for yeah. quite a while, uh, just based on the friggin' <laughs> the fucking art style alone, yeah. which it's is the like one the, with the, the uh, stop claymation motion. stop motion. It's it's every scene is uh it's claymation. It's it's handmade every yeah yeah every scene. That's pretty cool. Um, so that's taken a while, but um, or supposedly that's coming out rather. this year. Okay. Yes, stop motion puppetry. Um, and then the my last like big pick it would be uh, Avowed, which is Obsidian's. Um, hey, you know me, man. I'm, Skyrim like. <laughs> uh, do you have yeah. any intention on trying to play Pillars of Eternity one or two? Um, I don't. I don't. I don't think it's like on my backlog. I have a lot of games on my backlog, but I don't think that's on there. Why do I, you ask? Because it's set in the same world as Avowed. But um, oh right, right. Based on all accounts, I don't think Pillars of Eternity is like necessary to appreciating or understanding about like totally different aesthetics. Right. 
and all that different world. Yeah. Like, yeah, Avowed, I feel like has to be more accessible to people because of the type of game it is, you know, 3D Skyrim-like, essentially. So it has to be more accessible than Pillars of Eternity, right? And in in, uh, being more accessible, it has to be a game that you can play without having played PoE 1 or 2. I still plan to try to play Deathfire at some point, though, especially because uh, our friend Alex, um, he hasn't played the first game. I have. I got burned out on the second one, but he's played the second game, and he really loved it. It's kind of made me want to revisit it. But I also imagine that for PoE players, um, they probably do still have like fan service stuff, stuff that does connect. You know, if if you know, you know, kind yeah. of stuff. I, honestly, the reaction from the community has been fairly mid uh, from what oh, we really? glanced. Well, I think people were really shocked at how bright the game is, like how bright it has seems to have. You know, I'm not reducing it just a quick comparison, more of an oblivion aesthetic. Whereas, like, Pillars of mm-hmm. Eternity definitely has darker. Uh, more edgy series palette. Hence what I was saying, that like I think okay. they're going for something maybe totally different. We'll see. Right. Something more uh, more appetizing, right. appealing. <laughs> it takes place on a different continent, that must be known. Um, I actually have a few more, but they're more like the rattle-off variety. I don't know if you want me to stop. <laughs> uh, we, we can stop there and move on to Veto. Are there any uh, other major picks this year? Um, I'm like excited for uh, Hades 2 Early Access, but also it's like the kind of thing where like I'm not really looking forward to playing. I never really play anything Early Access. I'm not looking forward to playing like half a game and then having to play it in segments yeah. as it gets updated. But I am really excited for Hades 2. So that I think is supposed to be like quarter two this year. Um, other than that, I mean, uh, you said Gold Knight already. That Killer Clowns game, I think, is, is should be coming out this year. Um, I yeah, think that would that'll, that'll probably be fun be for, for our group of friends. Um, and then some like, I don't there's remember this game Angerfoot by uh Devolver Digital. Like a, yeah, that's on my honorable mentions list. The first person kicking game. Yeah, <laughs> I it's like the first person. I, think I saw that game where it's just a guy just kicking the shit out of people. It looks like it's like Hotline Miami first person. Yep. And but you're kicking. Um, that looked that looked cool as well. And then sorry, one more Stalker Two might come out. I was if like, it, if, if it comes out, if it comes out, yeah. Right. I'd, I'd be stoked to check that. They out. They said this year. They said it. Had you played all the soccer games? No, but I've been like a little intimidated just because I hear they're like super jank and shit. Yeah. So it's like, I feel like this would be a good way for me to enter the series because it's like, it's a theme that I like. I like the atmosphere of what I've seen. Um, So I, I would they're be cool psyched games. for a modern stalker game. Right. Like it seems uh, like a, because I, I really like makes it a new entry point. Right. Definitively. Like I, I like the Metro series a lot, which is like kind of inspired from Stalker, I think. So yeah, it's in the that, same genre. That's cool. Yeah. Um, that's everything off the top of my head. Gregum's got the bottom on of your head. List? Bottom of my head. Yeah. Oh yeah, let's go to Greg. Greg, what do you what do you got? 
I got a, I got a, I got a few games. Uh, you got yeah. um, you got like a dragon, Infinite Wealth in January. Also high on my list. That's like that's up there. Uh, Grand Blue Fantasy Relink. Uh, that is a uh, RPG that's gonna be coming out. That's gonna be pretty good. Are you versed in uh, the Grand Blue? series i've played a tiny bit of the phone game but i really don't like the phone game so this is the (laughs) but i like the story a lot so this is like awesome and it's co-op so uh me and two friends of mine are gonna get it we're gonna play the shit out of it i see uh persona 3 reload that's gonna end up coming out february that's gonna be pretty uh persona 3 you know uh hell hell divers 2 that's gonna be pretty stoked. I think you guys. I'm. I, I'm gonna give that a recommend for you guys. I think that'd I be think a you good got, group game, possibly. And I think you guys are gonna like that. That's in like the same vein of like uh, EDF. That's gonna be right. a crazy ass game. Uh, you got Tomb Raiders, the uh remat remake remaster, whatever the hell those are. I guess we like those. Oh, one like, to three, uh, right? Yeah, I I remember playing the first one. I think a bunch when I was a kid. So. I might pick this up. I really like. I thought those games were cool. Uh, you got Dragon's Dogma Two, uh, Hundred Heroes. That's finally coming out in April. I, I'm pretty that? stoked for that. That is um, uh, a Uden Chronicle. It's like some game. I don't remember off the top of my head what his their older games were, but uh, it's a game I kickstarted like a while, while back. Uh, give me one sec. So wait, Hundred Heroes is the same thing as Euden Chronicles? Is that the subtitle? Yes, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. Euden oh, okay. Chronicles, Hundred Heroes. I didn't remember that. Okay, I'm kind of excited for that one as well. Uh, but that's gonna end up coming out. Yeah, it's gonna be that one's also on my list. I'm, pr- I'm yeah, I'm pretty stoked for that. I think it's gonna be pretty cool. Um, and going through the list. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, other than that, World of Warcraft. They're getting their new expansion. That's all I really give a shit about. All right. Cool. <laughs> Uh, scrolling through this, Andy, I saw Dark and Darker is getting a mobile release. Yeah, I heard a little bit Finally. about that. I didn't really look into it. I think it's not even, it's not made by the same company or something. It's, the publisher is having a different outfit make it a mobile game. I, I don't fully understand it. Oh, oh uh, Dawn Trail also comes out this year. I forgot about that. EDF 6. Uh, Final Fantasy 14 is the new uh, expansion. Oh, oh. Uh okay. Well, let's uh let's jump through the year a little bit. Maybe go month by month. Everybody's got the list open. Now we've all said our favorites. We'll kind of let's go the notable ones, things that we're maybe not even excited about. We were naming the ones we're excited about, but like things that we think are gonna make a splash this month. Um, Last of Us Part Two remastered jumps out at me. So does Infinite Wealth. As well as Tekken 8, all seem notable releases for the month. I don't Persia think game. Last of New Us Prince 2 Persia Remastered yeah. is gonna is gonna do that good. Do you don't think it's gonna do well? Didn't the, I, didn't I the mean, first game do well? Yeah, uh, I think so. Did it? But I, I mean, it was, I don't. But this one, like, this one just came out like a fucking couple it, years ago. It's like insane. Yeah, it came out like two, three years ago. It's insane I to be. I mean, they're, they've been pushing. Uh, I'm not like mad at whatever. I'm not going to buy it. So I don't really give a shit. But like um, they've been pushing the new mode that's going to come with it. The roguelike mode. Of, I don't remember what it's called, like survivors or some shit. Where uh, you could yeah. play as different characters from the series and they have different abilities. And you're, it's like wave defense, but 
I don't know. I've seen a lot of articles saying, oh, it's, sounds cool. it's more than that. It, I mean, yeah, it sounds cool. It's just like, uh, come on, just issue, tell me you want money. I was like, my issue with it, though, is it's not only coming to the PS5. It's uh, not for now. coming to PC. So, like, well, what the fuck? Well, for now, you know how Sony does it. But, like, the Last of Us 1 remake came to PC, you know, long after it came. it, it got released on the PlayStation, but it came out to PC. I remember I had that shitty launch on PC too. Oh yeah, um, I wonder that's, how that's doing in reviews now. I'll be excited if last when Last of Us Part Two comes to PC, just so I could discuss that game more with some of my friends who haven't played it. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it actually okay. got very positive reviews. Recent, still mixed. February, we have Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. We're seeing a lot of buzz about that and how bad it is, apparently. What the hell? A, bu- a bunch of, uh, like, half a dozen outlets were flown out to their studios to play the game and check it out and write press about it. Usually you would do that if you're expecting a positive reaction. And as such, <laughs> usually those articles are, are fairly positive towards the game. Uh, but it was crazy because pretty much United on all fronts, everybody was just saying it's it's not a good game. It's not worth it. <laughs> oh my God. Yikes. Like just getting killed in the media before you're even released and not, not even, you know, they, they flew him out a month before. Like God, like what are you going to do in three weeks? Oh, hasn't this game already been delayed at least once? Yeah. It got a big it's delay a few times. They released gameplay and people were like, this looks like shit. Everyone's flying. Cause they, they showed for their first bunch of trailers just these cool CGI trailers, but never showed gameplay. They showed gameplay and it was awful. And they were like, "All right, we're gonna fix it." By rights, and, it's uh, time for another delay. But maybe this game's got to come out by now. Um, they even went to the step of releasing game testers from their NDA because they expect a more positive reaction from game testers uh, than the gaming media um, <laughs> for whatever reason. And apparently game test like there are game testers posting ready where like, yeah, I mean it's a bad game, but there's some cool stuff in it. So like Marvel's Avengers. Yeah. It seems like people were saying like combat is incredibly uninspired, but the story maybe has some cool moments. I mean, even just seeing a screenshot of the fucking UI. That was is the meme, right? Yeah. Like people were comparing it to like memes made literally ten years ago about how egregious gaming UI was and yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Persona 3 Reload is coming out next month as well. That's a notable release. Um, I don't really have much to say about it. I'm probably not going to play it, but I know Charlie's really excited for it. And our Greg. And Greg. And our Greg. Yeah, I'm probably not going to buy it right away because... You know, there's going to be like nine games that come out in the span of three weeks, and I'm, uh, you know, I got I got bills. Um, I'm really uh, excited to I'm see, so... though I don't plan to play it. Skull and Bones. I mean, we'll probably play it a little bit, but I mean that game has just been kind of a a, a spectacle. I'm just I'm just I mean, it's excited like, to see what happens. That had to be made. That game had. to I know. Be made. I'm excited. It's to be very funny to see. Someone uh, refresh my memory. Is this a, this is a multiplayer? Like, what what was the gameplay in this? I think from the playtest, people were saying like, and this is this is all just nonsense because I, I I'm barely remembering, but I'm feel like people I noticed people were saying that 
you don't even really control people in the game. Like, you do, like, when you're on the island, but then when you get on a ship, you're controlling a ship or something like that, and it feels weird. I can't remember. What? Yeah. The game, the game I remember, has, like, kind of a bait-and-switch aspect to it. Or bait-and-switch is not even all that fair because they've shown nothing about the game. But it's not Sea of Thieves. Okay. I was going to say, it's got to be better than Sea of Thieves for any of us to even pick it up because we have a lot of Sea of Thieves fans, I think. We got a couple of flask picks next month too, of course. Specific Drive and the Dark Forces remaster. I also saw another game that I didn't know about. I don't think called Vampire: The Masquerade Justice, which is just notable to me because apparently it's like a VR vampire game, which I don't think we've seen before. That's interesting to think about what you would. It is do. interesting to think about. I hope it's made competently. Um, vampire: The Masquerade. Has a, we need. We need. Good vampire games. We're going to pause here at the end of February to bring you a word from John. John, take it away. John says that... Hey, I'm really excited for Silk Song. It's coming out April 3rd, 19 or 19th, whatever. Be excited. It's not coming out. Hey, thanks, don't John. Be excited. Go ahead. And, uh, you can go ahead and go I don't think it's that, actually coming out. I didn't know thanks, John was man. here and Have hadn't done his everybody. research. March, we have Alone in the Dark and Dragon's Dogma 2. Anything about this South Park game? Um, it just um, reminds me I've of that the, throwing snowballs at turkeys game from like <laughs> the '64 or something back in the yeah. Have you uh guys ever played any of those South Park games? I played the RPG. No. I played the two RPGs. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, I played the first two. Uh, this one's like a lot different. It's also co-op. I'm wondering if it'll end up coming well, to Game Pass. I, I, Try that out. I think that's what Flask is saying. Like, it's not even really in the vein of the Stick of Truth or whatever. It's more in the vein of like the, the older school ones. But I mean, stick to be fair, Stick of Truth and shit was written well. Like those games were. were I like them. I they were, they I were, thought I'm not. They a, were, like, I'm not extend- into like South Park as I was back then. But I thought they were fine. I thought they were in the vein of you know South Park. Yeah. Oh man, I, I've literally never seen a trailer for this game. But a four-player like co-op a, game could be a lot of fun. I'm watching this now. Oh yeah, like some guy went went down. He jumped. I think down. it looked. Yeah, I think it. And these look like does custom it have RPG elements. Like I think. Yeah. No. Yeah. That's that was. Yeah. They, these look like co- create your own characters. Like like it looks <laughs> like the cast of the show is like maybe giving you quests and stuff, and your group are like nice. create your own characters and shit. Yeah. Okay. Put it on Game Pass. <laughs> <laughs> and so it shall be. Then in April, we got Aiden Chronicles. It's also on my list, as well as Greg. And then the, the releases from there on, typically, get a little bit fuzzier. Um, I there is one game man. from April that looks... I think we've seen a trailer for it. It looks interesting. Europa. Europa. It's like an open world... If you watch the trailer, it looks like it might be something. It takes place it on the, like it might be. Does it take place on the Jupiter Moon Europa? I don't think so because yeah, it's already, very, very dumb. Much. Say, I kind of already <laughs> did that. <laughs> we did that, and we're kind of emotionally scarred because of it. But it's kind of got that anime open world, okay. maybe a little Breath of the Wildy. I don't know. Is there maybe a Tales game coming out? It's big maybe. Uh, but yeah, then there's a bunch of games that are presumably coming out this year that. Our fuzzy release dates or haven't yet got an official release date. Um, of course, we have Arc 2. 
<laughs> I'd like to see something about that game get announced, but I I don't know. Avowed. Um, kind of just scrolling down the list at this point. Dark and Darker Mobile. We're all going to play that. <laughs> this got, this all, should be the uh, year of Vampire the Masquerade 2. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Same John, with, like, The Wolf Among Us 2. It's like, games like those, it's like, are they? Yeah. Like, are they really? <laughs> well, and even even as, as Greg, Greg jokingly took on the voice up, but John really did say that the only thing he was looking forward to this year was Silk Song. Like, uh-huh. are they? Uh, I'm actually kind of looking forward to the Suikoden 1 or 2, 1 and 2 HD remaster as well. I'm oh, sure. Kind of looking forward to the spectacle that may be the Silent Hill 2 remake. They're making a Killing Floor 3. Did we know about that? Did I know about that? <laughs> I think so. I think I we didn't know about that. that. I feel like that crossed our radar at some point. We were like, man, that's not a great idea. At least that's what I thought. Yeah, I was like, I, I don't know. Oh, Horizon Forbidden West is coming to PC, which means I'll be able to play it. <laughs> does oh, that's does cool. the, does the world need more of these games? I don't know. I guess somebody always has to be making the the Left 4 Dead likes now, right? Like they can't ever stop. I oh, gotta yeah. make Andy mad here for a second, everybody. But Metal Gear Solid, Snake Eater, Delta, or whatever the hell it's called—that's coming out this year. Yeah, I didn't mention that one. I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna be giving you guys the exclusive Greg review when that game comes out. I'm sure it's going to be competent and then fine, and I'm just not going to play it. I'm going <laughs> to seem like a big hater, and I'm going to be right, and that's going to be fine. Kojima's just C, give him your money. I'm empathing it right now, Andy. Uh, Kojima's going to play it. like, this was so much better than my work, my my garbage work. This is, what it, this is what it was all about. I'll tell you why. If I get an endorsement for Kojima, I'll play this game. I'll buy it day one if Kojima tells me to buy it. All right, I'll, I'm going to be watching his email or his Twitter. <laughs> Followed. He's going like, to be like, I fucking hate this. Why would you remake my shit? That, Andy, I don't know. He'll, he'll do it soon. That's 2024. You know, I preempted this whole podcast saying I words like, oh, you got more. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> There's a lot more, dude. We're only uh, at the uh, M's. Well, I was kind of jumping around. I got post-trauma. Uh it's that horror thing that might might be good. It's like psychological horror thing. Japanese man. Could be Ooh. something. Um, And then as for one that is the same but bad, Silent Hill 2 remake is coming this year, apparently. Yeah, I mentioned that. Yep. At some point. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah. I, uh, so I was interested to see the spectacle that may be Silent Hill 2. Okay, yeah, sure. Not, uh, uh, not expecting much. I did see Street one game that... Streets of Rogue 2. Oh, I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, oh, that's a big one. Streets of Rogue 2. That's, that's, that, that's, that's a big one, yeah. Have you guys seen stuff about that? Uh, yeah, I've, I'm following the development. so crazy. Like, whenever I see it pop I up on my Steam or whatever, I can't wait for the game. It, it uh, makes me want to re-download the first one and play through it again. I, play yeah, I, I'm really excited that he said 2024 as well, because like it seemed like... I mean, he's been saying, like, don't don't even ask. Like It'll come out when it's ready. But I guess he's closer than he thinks. But we're definitely going to play the hell out of the game. Oh yeah, that's a, that's a day one buy, not even a question. Uh, I did see one game that I didn't know, another game that I didn't know about called Botany Manor, which is like apparently you're like exploring this manor grounds and solving like 
botany puzzles, which kind of makes me think of like strange horticulture meets Escape Academy or something like that. It could be another fun little puzzle game. Did I mention um, Suikoden 1 and 2? Yeah, you did. Okay, yeah. Maybe maybe I should have said yeah, more. Yeah, I can see like, where you're uh, looking forward to that. I really like Suikoden 3 as a kid. And I thought that the whole thing about different stories and stuff came together well. And always made me curious, so at least just check out what some of the old games must have been like. Um. <laughs> Greg, did you play Tormented Souls? Um, is that that's the Resident Evil one, right? Yeah, very Resident Evil, like with the the lady. In um, the house. I think I watched Alex play, or not Alex, uh, Zach play through it. Uh, okay. I watched somebody play through it because I was like, that looks cool, but I don't want to buy it. That's the exact same feeling I had, and yet I'm somehow sort of like proud that that janky looking game is getting a sequel. I just saw that it's getting a sequel this year, apparently. That's pretty uh, cool. It's kind of fun. Apparently, it like did pretty well with people, both like that's good you know, commercially and critically. Which, I think you know, I, I wish horror game. I wish I like when there's more horror games out there, and they're uh, they do good. Yeah, I will take as many Resident Evil clones and Silent Hill clones as they're willing to throw at me. You know. Yeah, exactly. Definitely. There's a uh, Zenless Zone Zero. I'm uh, I think that's oh, yeah. that uh that like Genshin Impact uh developer game where it's like a big RPG. I think mm-hmm. that's what that is. Uh, that could be cool. That is just me talking to myself. <laughs> I don't <laughs> think you guys cool, have ever played. Who yeah, is that? Could me? be cool, May. Well, if we've reached the Z's, that <laughs> uh, may be it for everybody. Oh shit! Be it. Zenless, Vito, you... Literally Zenless Zone Zero. Sorry, I forgot. I, I had. I push talk enabled, but I was I was memeing on Greg. Um, oh, uh, Vito, do you want to play Genshin Impact with me? Fuck no, <laughs> Dude, absolutely not. I, I was just joking. Fuck that guy. I mean, come on, like you'd have oh, to pay I me. Mean, a, I don't even. A I don't even fucking play, that. play Genshin Impact, dog. I haven't played that in like weeks. <laughs> 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 That's pretty good. Not gonna lie, that's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Flask, your list. Oh no, that was pretty much it. Pretty much I it. think there was one other one called "Still Wakes the Deep," but that's made by Chinese Room. So even though it's like undersea horror, it's probably gonna be boring as fuck. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's kind of hard. Not really, but it's for like undersea horror. Like, I feel like it's easy to make it boring. Yeah. Especially if you're the Chinese room who have made nothing but boring games. <laughs> you know, Sorry, Chinese room. Uh, when I started this podcast, I was kind of joking. I was making fun of 2024. I'm not going to lie. And look, last year was the year of the Baldur's Gates, the Tears of the Kingdoms, the Alan Wakes twos. But this year does look like it's got some bangers ahead. Looking forward. Yeah. It's going to be a good year for the gamer, I think. These are just the things that we know about right now. Who knows? It could have some surprises. Elden Ring DLC, some point maybe. Yeah, that could get announced. Yes, please. Oh, I'm still. I'm just going back through this again, scrolling through. The store is closed. That's another game uh, that I think we would like. Uh, they are here. Alien abduction horror. That sounds insane. 
whatever the fuck that's supposed to be. Elden Ring, uh, the barbarians of the barbarians dark or of something. the mist. Yeah. Turn off Rugrats barbarians. Turn off the dark. Land. Barbarians turn off the dark. Yeah, <laughs> maybe we'll get like. Did they definitely say that OD is not is not coming out twenty twenty four? No, I definitely. I don't know. If, that, if that comes out this year, it'll be like the end of the year. For all we know, Chachi they would, Chachi they would end up, get to the point that Mister Kurt might make RPG too. Oh man, it would truly would be the year of the gamer. Well, as the king of Keeley. I do declare it to be the year of the gamer, as I declare all years to be, without the other king of Keeley to oppose me. You know, it is that it is God, as I too order. powerful. And why would he? Exactly. You know, we deserve all the years. That's what I got when I looked up that one game, Alien Abduction. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? All right, hey gamers, why don't you game on for a little while? We'll come back. In just about a week to deliver some updates and some things going on. For all you know, I might beat Super Mario RPG. And I might just tell you that in a few words. And then I'll move on to something else. Flask, he might check out a book that you've never heard of. You don't know. There's, this, this podcast can go in a lot of directions. I will have not only beaten Stardew Valley, but become the, the biggest Stardew Valley fan in all of gamerhood. You would literally have to quit your job for that to even come close like even the first part, the second part, never. But the first part, you'd have to quit. I'd your invade your town and raise it, raise this to the ground. <laughs> You're Kill delusional. Yeah, me, me and Greg will be. Dog. Me and Greg will play the the tricky bandits that, that fuck with you and Kate's stuff. Don't leave your game open, bud. I'm gonna salt your field. Jesus, I thought you were my friends. What the fuck? I'm gonna hide in the mines. And just wait, wait, and wait for you to come. When you come, I'm going to make sure you don't get out. Ever. And on that note... Good night, everybody. Good night. Yeah, good night, I guess. Oh, shit, we missed the Death Stranding is coming to iOS. Fuck. I didn't miss that. How? (laughs) How indeed. It must be a game you play with a controller. Like, do they, what if do it's they like Pokemon those? Go? No, what if you have to walk by walking in real life, like Pokemon Go? Like every step you take, then uh, whatever his name is will take a step. Hey, predictions oh. for this year. What insane political video game thing do you think we're going to hear for uh, election season? You know, Sorry, I just wanted to say, go to the polls. every time BB like, gives you an alert, you have to like crouch in real life. So if you're in a public place, it gets really awkward because you have to like crouch around. To hide from the the BTs. It's not even a bad idea what I said about it being like a fitness app game. Yeah, what I said either. No, it won't. Okay, sure. Me too, though. <laughs> I need everybody to Alan wake up and stop Baldur's gatekeeping and it's time to care about 2024. <laughs> so, Greg, what what was like the political stuff in the in 2023? By your reckoning? Uh, I don't know, dude. Do I look like I do look, think I care about politics? I just hear some stupid meme and I I, I repeat it like a fucking robot. I, I think it's more about the, no it's, it's the election year. Like last year. It's election like year, last baby. Oh, we're going to hear something. Okay. We're going to hear something insane. 
you know, you had like that one dude who quoted the Pokemon movie that one year. Right, right. Uh, and they got the what okay. fucking what's her name, Hillary Clinton going. Let's Pokemon go to the polls. I'm sure you're gonna hear something fucking nuts. And funny. Nuts and funny as the way I say. Did you guys know that in City Skylines 2 releasing soon on the PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series XS, you can create open or closed borders at your wish? And like you can like <laughs> you can like control all kinds of different things about policy. Like you can make it like 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 the per like the perfect town. Like you can make it the What was that what do you like, mean by like that? You can make it like the, the oh, like, you like can the make... perfect town with like exactly the yeah. right you can make the walls like yeah, attack yeah, on yeah. Titan. You keep walls saying that, but like what do you die. mean by like, like he means perfect. a lot of roundabouts, obviously. Well, yeah, I mean in a roundabout way, sure, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in a roundabout way, yeah. <laughs> 